Welcome to Living Fullness, a podcast where two unusual friends explore all things friendships, relationships, and the Christian life. My name is Dina Constantine. And I'm Father Sean Burns. And each month, we bring you a guest, someone who will share their experience and strengths with us, helping us to learn, grow, and live life to the full. and welcome back to the Living Fullness Podcast. Once a month, we bring you an interview with a special guest. Uh, and today, Stina, we have uh, someone who's very special to the Virtue Ministry team uh, and to the youth scene around Australia. Uh, so uh, would you be able to introduce our, our, guest, our guest interviewee for us? <laughs> I would love to. I set up something shocking, sorry. Uh, the guest on our <laughs> podcast today. Yes, I would love to. I would love to welcome Simon Carrington. He is the co-founder of Fire Up Ministries with his wife, Madeline. Um, Simon has a Bachelor of Theology from the University of Notre Dame, um, and he continues to delve into further studies as the years go on. He speaks at a whole variety of parishes, schools, retreats, and conferences across Australia. And you've probably seen him on a few international platforms throughout COVID lockdowns as well. So he talks about all sorts of topics from chastity to dating, masculinity, and theology of the body. Um, he's also a co-host of a podcast as well, Fire Up Podcast. Um, and together with his beautiful wife, Madeline, they both have two beautiful, like literally beautiful sons as well, Joseph and Thomas. So Simon Carrington, welcome to the Living Fullness Podcast. Awesome. Awesome to be here, Stina. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, re- really, really, really pumped for today. It's going to be good. Yeah, fun. we're stoked to have you here. Finally, to have you here. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe to start with Simon tell us a little bit about your faith journey like where what was life like for you as a as a young boy growing up paint a little bit of a picture and where does Jesus fit into that and in your your spiritual journey awesome look I think I I um um I was very very blessed to 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 be raised in a family where um God and and my my faith was um, that was just that was pretty like standard like table talk just yeah. at, at our in our family home, so um, we we all we 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 all grew up you know saying you know you know like we said a rosary every night as a family um, we we had prayers before meals and my dad would would do a bit of a homily you know, before <laughs> we ate as well um, so, so, so so I didn't mind you know like the long homilies at mass because dad dad would always talk of it. Um, but then we, we 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 went, you know, we we you know, it all. I'm one of we've got eight in the family, all up five boys, including dad and three girls. Um, and we, you know, all the boys served on on the altar every week, and mm. you know, like a mum and the girls were were in the choir. Um, you know, youth group, all that kind of stuff. So if, for me, my my faith journey was um, that 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 was normal for me, you know, to be to you know like to 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 know about the lord and um i was always very eager you know to to keep to keep growing in to to keep growing in that journey um at at school you know the the faith was taught really 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 well at school as well so i really i had formation really when i look back on it i'm i was spoiled i was really spoiled i had some of the best some of the best speakers you know coming from all around the world at at a really crucial time um, in kind of late high school, you know, we had uh, we had, had World mm. Youth Day in two thousand and eight. 
um, where I was exposed, you know, to some, you know, key key concepts and talks there. Um, so really, yeah, very, very small in, in, in my faith. Um, so that, that always kind of kept me grounded. Even when I started to, you know, to, 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 I started to question my faith, which, which I think you'd probably, you'd probably say father is that, that that's a good stage of the faith journey to start questioning yes. and asking and wrestling yes. with things and, and making them your own. Okay. For, for, for a moment there, father panic, you thought, hey, what's this guy talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think, um, but, but uh, I think I think that at that point, I think I was I was always given the right mentors and and had the right support. So I'm very grateful that mm. uh, to this day, anyway, with you know we don't know you know I'm, I pray for the grace to stay faithful. But to this day, haven't really you know haven't really had a time away from the faith at all, or where I where I, I stopped practicing, mm. or, you know, all that stuff. So. Very blessed. Yeah. Very blessed. Tell, tell us a little bit then, sort of, you know, what what does that relationship for you with God look like in in the here and now? Wow. Yeah, I think. Look, um, I, I I was I was asked. Just, I mean, this question was kind of framed framed to me like a little bit differently. Mm. But what what kind of stirs up in me straight away is is I think sometimes I mean certainly like God is one. We believe in one God, of course, and, and Father, you 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 make sure I'm I'm not saying anything wrong ever. But um, but from I'll the do my three best. persons in God, yeah, <laughs> the three persons in in God, I've always actually to sometimes it surprises people when I share this, but I I always relate most closely to God as 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 as, as, as Father, so as Dad. And I think it. I think that has always come. You know, even though sometimes it's it's easier to be like, oh, I'm close with Jesus. You know, he's God. You know, God became man, and that's it's so much easier to relate. For me, it's always been God is 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 my dad because I think I was very very close to my dad growing up, and dad really spiritually led the family. So for me, uh. God as father, I got no problems with that. It makes total sense. Um, works really well. That's that's the foundation of my spiritual spiritual journey. So when I yeah, so my my prayer life really that that was probably a, a really firm, firm foundation for me was I was able to just relate to God. I'm His child. He's my father, and so kind of coming to God with my needs or and always feeling always feeling safe to express whatever's going on in my spiritual life at the time, whether that be anger. Frustration. Um, I'm disappointed. Why didn't you respond to that? Or I need you now. All like, all that stuff. That was very natural. And I've, um, you know, I'm I'm I I get pretty fired up. Of course, I'm 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 quite passionate and full of energy. And so for me, that my my relationship with God, I've never struggled um, to kind of put on this holy mask and pretend like. Mm. You just walk into a church and dip the holy water, sit down on your knees and pretend everything's fine. But really, with a lot of people, there might be a lot going on in the spiritual life inside that they're not comfortable enough to express with God, you know, re- you know, deeply and, and in an honest way. Whereas for me, that's always been very, very natural. So I'm probably not one as much to sit there and re- read a whole bunch of holy cards every night. Um, although those kind of prayers are great, 
my relationship with God is is very much just this open heart conversation all the time. Um, I always start with his word. That tends to be the guide. I, I like to let, let him lead me in prayer. So often I'll start my prayer every day and I'll say, Lord, what what do you want to say to me? And every day, this it's, it's, it's amazing. Every day he will give me, now I don't know scripture as well as I'd like to, but he, he gives me enough to know where to look in the Bible for what he's told me. And then I'll spend the day sitting with that. Um, and that keeps it fresh. It keeps it fun. It keeps it new. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, I have dry times, yep. but most of the time it, it's, it's, it's incredible. Mm. Yeah. It's a great journey. Fresh, new and personal as well. Amen. Mm. Amen. Very mm. it's, It is. It's beautiful. I heard this yeah. once and this really stuck with me. Um, this, 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 this course on how to read God's word. I did a little short course on it and the speaker said, you, 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 you're, you're never going to hear God speak to you if you think he's talking to somebody else, right? <laughs> so when, I, when, when I read scripture, you can think, well, you know, mm. St. Paul, is talking, he's, you know, he's talking to the Ephesians. He's, he's, he's talking to these people, that, that people. Or, you know, when Jesus speaks in the Gospels, oh, he, he's just talking to the crowds or he's talking, you know, I don't, I, I don't like reading scripture that way. I mean, it's that he was speaking to them, of course, but it's also a, 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 you know, like a word that is alive and active and it's personal to me and he is speaking those things to me. And so when I read scripture, I'm always like, Lord, what, what are you saying to me? And I think that has kept it um that 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 has kept it quite personal for me too. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Gosh, that's so powerful. Beautiful. Like it's such a it's such a um, if you will, small shift in in the perspective and attitude of how we approach scripture. But goodness me, that completely changes the game. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. He's not just talking to a to a particular audience. He's talking to every human heart that inclines to his voice. Mm. 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 Um, So tell us then, Simon, um, obviously one of the main reasons that a lot of people in Australia will know you is because of Fire Up Ministries and your love for theology of the body. So tell us, tell us a little bit about, you know, how did Fire Up Ministries come about and, and, you know, what was your encounter with theology of the body and what are you hoping, what are you and Madeline hoping to be able to achieve through your ministry? Wow. Loaded. I think we, 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 we were really blessed to, to, to first come across this teaching. Um, so I, I had, I had first heard, um, so when Christopher West came to Sydney for World Youth Day in 2008, um, I went, I, I, I remember just kind of going along, you know, with, with my youth group and I'm thinking, okay, everyone's saying this guy's good, whatever. I was 15 and I remember I was just, I just wanted to sit next to the girl that I liked at the time who was in my youth group. I wasn't too interested in what was going to be said. Um, so I made sure I got the seat next to the girl that I liked, but I, I honestly, one, when, when Christopher came out, I was in year 10, I, I was, I was about 15 and I remember, I, I can remember, I, 
I've just got this 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 memory of the girl that I liked. Who is? It's not my wife. I didn't marry this girl, but she. I remember. I remember trying to hide tears from her. I was like, I don't want her to see I'm crying. I, I was. I was like an emotional mess, right? And in year ten, I couldn't stop crying. And I think during the whole hour that that, that Christopher was was speaking. And when I kind of look back on it, it, it was only kind of years later that I think I was like, I had never heard, even though I was wealth, um, I would say, when I say well-formed, as in I wasn't, I was exposed to to the truth, not, not in a, it, it, it wasn't watered down, there was no heresy, I, I, I was exposed to the truth, the basic truths of the faith, but he just made it beautiful. Like he 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 turned it from being something I just thought this is what the truth is. He just blew not my mind so much as just blew my heart. And I remember just feeling like my like my rib cage had to crack to make room for what was going on inside. And I was just like, I just cannot believe that he like because what he was doing in in that time in my life that was really when questions around. You know what does it mean to be a, a, a man? And for me, especially, it was why do I have all why do I have all these desires and these urges? Why why am I so drawn to girls? And if I can be really blunt, at the time, why why am I so why 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 am I so terrified of them? <laughs> right? Like why when I why why when I see a beautiful girl like. What happens to my stomach? Like, why am I getting butterflies in my stomach? I mean, I, I already can't talk properly, but like, why can't I talk talk to them? I was very, very, very shy, and I and I was like, so this was the stuff that was just really like re, really really wrestling with me at the time, and I honestly believed at that point in my life because that was around the time when I was just I had just been exposed to pornography, and I was. Mm-hmm. really wrestling with it was it, it was an internal war in my heart i was trying I, I was trying to reconcile i've always grown up thinking god is my father who's good and he loves me and he wants to give me every good gift he can right that was my teaching that was what i was told who and what god is but then as i was kind of listening to to to, to what christopher was saying it sounded like he was saying God is the author of sex. He's the one that put all these desires in your heart for intimacy and love. But I had thought every sexual urge and every, every sexual desire I have is coming from, is coming from the devil. Mm. So I was like, mm. I always thought, you know, that, that, you know, like, you know, that, 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 that my body and sexuality and anything to do with that is over this side on the unholy side of my life and God's over here and he's all holy and pure and that's what I've got to be like. And so I need to kill any urge or any desire that might lead me toward being drawn to a girl. I, I, I do remember at that time thinking that it was sinful to be drawn to a girl. I thought that in itself was wrong, which it's, it's not that, Praise God! If you if if you no, no. notice the beauty of another, we we should notice the beauty of every person. Mm. Amen. Mm. But I always thought so. I remember in that hour when Christopher spoke, that was the light that went off for me, and I was like, "Hang on a second, 
So God, who is good, is that has actually given me this gift. And for the first time, my sexuality is not just good. He's saying it's great. He's saying it's like glorious, sacred, and holy. And I don't, I don't have. It's, it's, it's not. It's not actually this desire I have to kill. It's I just need to to reorder that desire to love. Right now, when he said like. He said something along the lines of like a redirection or re, you know, reorder. When he said that word, I remember I, I was just, I was gone. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is this is the answer. Like this is the answer finally. So after after him, after I heard him speak, I went back home and and I had heard of him before. I had someone had given me a CD from him, and I had played it hmm. at home, and he said the word sex. And I turned it off because I thought mum mum would get angry, mm-hmm. right? Like, what, what, what are you listening to? <laughs> I turned it off. So I always thought, I, I, I was like, okay, this guy like, talks about sex, whatever. I, I can't listen to that. But I came home and I just like devoured everything on chastity that I could. Everything on, you know, like everything on, you know, like the TOB that I could possibly get my hands on. I was just reading it. See, I went back to all those tapes. Um, and it was really, for me, so to come back to what your what your question was, for me it was like I, I was I was absolutely like I, I, I was so convinced that nobody knew this. Mm. I was like I was like if, if people knew mm. that this was the truth, because honestly at that point I, I've got a memory of um, of coming of of coming into my bedroom after a, after a, I, I had just just watched pornography, and I came into my bedroom. And um, I saw this cross on my wall that hung over my bed, and I I I, I, me- I remember just pointing to 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 to, to Jesus on, on on this crucifix on my wall, and I said like, "You're a liar. Mm. Like you, you know, I was raised to believe that you are good and kind and loving, and that you want to give me all these gifts. Then why do I have all? So why do I have all these urges?" And you're not taking them away. You're not stopping it. I was like, "You're a liar," and I, I think I said, "And I, and I, and I really hate you." Mm. And I, I, I jumped up onto my bed, grabbed my crucifix, and I smashed it. I smashed it on my knee. And like, so at that point, I was getting so angry with God, and I was like, "He's not the good God I thought he was. He, he, he he's a mean father that doesn't want what's best for me because he, because he's given me all this stuff." But that's what changed, and I realized he is good, not just good, he, he's great. And his plan for our sexuality is going to set, not only is it setting me free. Now, by the way, it wasn't like my porn problem just kind of dis- disappeared. That was a long, painful slog, mm-hmm. right, to keep growing in that. I'll be very honest, like that, like I was not, like I just interviewed someone on my podcast recently and he said, like, I was given a grace from the moment I received conviction that porn was wrong, it was done. Like, never again. Like, I'm sorry to say, that was not my story, mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. struggled and str- for years and years and years, all right? And in many ways, I still like to say, in humility, that I, I'm not too good for that sin, right? I'm not too good that it could never happen yeah. again or I, I've got to be onto it. But when I, when I realized, no, God isn't a nasty, horrible God, um, I need to tell everybody about this because this is going to save people's faith because it, because that was, yeah. that was the struggle. It was, it was all everything to do with my sexuality 
that was leading me away from my faith. If, if it was ever going to be anything, it was going to be that problem. So I started reading everything I could and just very quickly to kind of to paint the picture of how Fire Up came about. It honestly just started as friends started asking for advice on, on how to date purely, on how to get how to stop watching pornography. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I used to be honest and say, hey, look, look, I'm still watching it all the time too, but I know it's mm-hmm. wrong. So let's just, let's just help each other get out of it. So it started like mm. with, you know, I was very humble about where I was and I was like, but there's something real here. Um, I got involved in like, in youth ministry and working for the church and and started booking other speakers in to speak. It was part of my job. And then I realized I was like, you know what? Like I've got something to say. Like I really feel like I've got something to say here. And the Lord, like every time I'd go to these speakers and, Hear Tim Staples or from from the Everts, like when Jason Everett spoke at World Youth Day, or and, and now we, we, when I hear Christopher West like speakers like this, I was like, my heart would just go on fire, and I was like, I want to get up there and share what the Lord's done in my life. Um, so first, kind of two years after school, I started speaking as well, just small youth group stuff, um, and then I just, yeah, I I just felt that it wasn't meant to be a, a little part time hobby anymore. It was something the Lord was. Mm. Uh, was really urging me to give my whole life to, and then I I, I met Maddie. We founded Fire Up. The about uh, we got married in in, in October 2017. We started Fire Up um, in 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 late February of 2017. So we just set it up, you know, while we're preparing, you know, to, to, <laughs> we're, while we're trying to plan the wedding and all that stuff. It was a busy <laughs> a busy year. Um, it's crazy, now, man. This is now our our fifth year doing it. Um, our fifth year doing it. For me, me, for me, full time. But I think what I really hope to get out of it is simply this, and and I've I've said this from ten years ago. All I hope to get out of fire up. Obviously, I I, I do believe it's the vocation God mm. has given me. Obviously, not as important as my marriage, but mm-hmm. important. Um, is I I just want to be for other people, who people like Christopher West and Jason Everett were were for me. That's that was. That's always been my same answer for 10 years. Um, if I can just be that person to come to a parish or come to a school, uh, someone happens to stumble across a YouTube video or read a blog and it can impact them half the way I was impacted by these other speakers, um, I, I would be, I'd, 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 I'd be so excited by that because that's, that was yeah, the, the same reason today um, that's what drives me as it did 10 years ago. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. C- can I ask you, um, which World Youth Day did you hear Christopher West at for the first time? That was the time? one in, in Sydney. So in, uh, yeah, That was 2008. 2008. Okay. Um, so. Um, Here's a story, is it, from, from you? From that? I had, well, well, I had thought, I had thought, and this was, is, is, uh, I could get myself into trouble saying this, but uh, it's probably more trouble saying it to a girl than to a to, to a man. But I thought that you and I were of the same vintage, uh, and uh, so, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm I'm so I left school two thousand and four, right. and uh, the um, uh, having then gone to to that that two thousand and eight World Youth Day. I went to as a seminarian. Oh, um, it was my first year in the yeah. seminary, and uh, and the, the the there was a group from 
my old university college who went there and all they could talk about when they got back was <laughs> Christopher mean, West. Oh. Like that was the that was the thing that was that had most kind of made the 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 impact in their lives was that all of a sudden the church wasn't this mean old wow. ancient organization yeah. trying to ruin their lives. Uh, it, there was actually a plan and a purpose behind the, the 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 moral teachings that it presented from Jesus Christ. So so um, uh, that is a really really. Uh, cool story that you have shared with us of of where this has come up from this is incredible yeah uh is is that god has has and this is how god works isn't it he takes the the scars that are in our lives he takes those and goes i'm going to use this you know it's just incredible um um now talking of of theology of the body i i love theology of the body i have a great love Mm. for it um I started my postgrad at uh, John Paul Second Institute, oh. so we we starting there we sort of live, breathe yeah. that stuff for a, for a year or so, and and then unfortunately yeah. they closed down. Uh, but um, uh, so I, I I say what I say now, or I, I ask the question that I ask now with sort of that with the 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 hat on, not of a. a um, I guess the hat on of a theologian to ask is the, I think TOB is sometimes reduced down to a theology about sex. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, and, and it's, it's, I think it's more than that. I think it's, it's fundamentally to me, it's, it's, uh, and I think uh, Christopher West did his, doctoral thesis on this topic uh and right now everyone (laughs) just went to sleep who's listening to this because they just said the word doctoral thesis but but um uh christopher west did his doctoral thesis on on the origins of 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 tob Mm -hmm. and and i think his his main thesis is that it's guardian it spares number 22 it's it's a document from the second vatican council joy and hope uh paragraph number 22 um and which talks about who man is in the light of the word made flesh Mm -hmm. And I think that is what TOB is. It's an understanding of the human person in the light of Jesus Christ. And it contextualizes the human person's sexuality within that, um, within that mm. framework. My feeling is that that sometimes is, is lost yes. a little bit. Um, and perhaps by necessity to some degree, insofar as, if you walk into a, a group of kids and you're like, so <laughs> got him, it's Bez number 22. They're not going to be like, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, it's not going to work out well. So I, I get that yeah. necessity yeah. would almost dictate that that context, not necessarily be in the forefront, but I'm wondering if, first of all, if, if, if you've got a, a yeah. my, if you've my, got my a different take on it. Probably, and second yeah, of yeah. all, if you've, yeah. and second of all, if you've got a, a an idea of bringing that context yeah how to bring that context more out i suppose so if you've uh if, if, if a similar so mind. good yeah yeah sorry my, my my brains i was like there's so many things <laughs> i can say um you know t- t- to be honest i when i first started speaking i i was always like advertising myself as you know i talk about you know i'm i'm i i talk about you know you know the, like i i um i talk about the theology of the body and all this but but really it wasn't until I went to a course with Christopher West um, about about it was about 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 six years ago now. 
I flew over there on my own to do a to to do a, to to do a thirty hour course with him over one. We were doing six hours of teaching a day. Um, like I was yes. buzzing, I was just buzzing. Like I, I didn't drink coffee. It's like so he was my coffee. I was like, I was just anyway. And I and I, I actually remember getting back on the plane, coming home, and in humility, I like I was so humbled because I was like, all this time I thought that I was teaching the theology of the body. But I'm not, like, because I would never, I was never talking about the first half of the audiences, which is that, um, you know, what 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 it means to 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 be human, um, you know, like what the what what like what what the value of the body is, and then like what 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 mysteries in God they 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 kind of reveal. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I was just skipping, I was skipping the first kind of four or five parts and going straight to the final part of what of of what the audiences are about, which is so small. It's it's important, but it's small in in, in you know in, in 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 perspective to 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 just like the do's and don'ts of dating and sexuality, right? And yeah. that's all yeah. I would cover. And unfortunately, most people, and I think you're right, right? What I, I think, what I was doing, I mean, to to my knowledge, I was giving what the audiences contained, because I hadn't actually, at that point, seven eight years ago, I had not tried to read the audiences myself. I was reading these little fun fun commentaries, which were geared toward the youth, so they were skipping over that stuff. And then really just going to like the how far is too far questions. So yeah, I was spending sure. all my energy just answering those. But what I realized was this. So on, on the plane coming home, it's about a, it's about a 15 hour flight, mm. right? And I remember I, I remember I had I had three chairs to myself. So I got comfy with the pillow against the window, you know, put the legs out and I was just working away. And I basically like rewrote all the talks that I had been giving and 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 um, started formulating, you know, some 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 new content as well, and I realized I was like, look, I'm 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 hitting a wall with these kids because I'm telling them the you know like the do's and don'ts of sexuality, and I was like, why like why aren't they getting it? Like why don't they even find it valuable? Because I think, and I mean again, it could just simply be I've been doing it longer, and you you start to learn what works, and you you probably get better in the way you teach it as well but in the early years i was a lot more faced faced with like these blank looks about what's the point of what he's saying and i realized it was because saint john paul ii obviously there's there's a lot of wisdom to the structure of the audiences right the first half of the audiences are basically trying to tell us how valuable we are right like what hmm. what a human being is and the sacredness of 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 you know like of 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 my of my body, your body. He wants us to understand your body, your body like is in the image and likeness of God. We hear that over and over mm-hmm. and over again. But it's like you got to get that your body actually actually reveals the God that you and I worship and adore. And if we can understand that, if we start viewing every body as 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 like as as like as as like the, 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 this sacramental sign, almost so to speak, of God, 
we're going to treat each other completely differently. <laughs> like, like I, 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 I always, I say this in my, when I, when I run my six week courses, the, the, the point that almost everybody says was the high point for them is, is I'll always, I spend a whole night on the human, the human body as the, this sacramental sign of God. And I have this line where I, I normally say something along the lines of, if we truly saw each other as sacramental signs of God, God, like you would never be able to look at porn again, right? You would, mm. you would never, you'd never be able to use use somebody in your mind mm. again. You'd never be able to mistreat your girlfriend or boyfriend or use your spouse for sex. You know, I was like, it it, it changes the game completely. And so, what I realized mm. after doing the thirty hour course was. I'm trying to tell kids what they should and shouldn't do, but they don't understand how valuable, number one, they are. So the idea of letting someone use them doesn't bother them because they don't know how what, what that, how valuable mm. and precious mm. they are. Yep. Right? And if you don't yeah. know yeah. who you are, you're not you're you're not you're 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 not gonna you, you aren't going to to de- de- um, demand people to treat you in a certain way. Amen. Yep. But on the flip yeah. side, if you don't know how valuable you are, but you don't also don't know how valuable the other mm. person is, what's the point of the do's and don'ts of sex? Because it's like, well, it feels good. Stop. I'm just going to do it. So I honestly notice once and again, I don't. When I give when when I give when when I give a chastity talk to a high school group, um, if I'm speaking for an hour, you know, it, I still like to spend ten minutes. 15 minutes. I, I, I talk a lot, so it can go longer than that. <laughs> but I, I tend, I, I really try and have, whether it's using some fun stories or whatever it might be, I still, you still got to make it a bit, mm. you know, humorous or, or captivating, but I try and instill like you are, pre- like you are like so valuable. God's madly in love with you. Your body reveals God, all this mm. stuff. You know, you are you 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 are a you you are this great gift that that needs to be loved, and you are called to love others, right? And once they get that, we can then go into okay. Then what does that what does it what does that look like? Well, let's look at our sexuality now. How do we how do we really love one another through and in the gift of sexuality? So that for me, I think you're right, Father. That most people do kind of gloss over the first half, which is more important, I think, because it it, it allows the second half to make more sense. Um, mm-hmm. But truthfully, mm-hmm. I just think th- there is a real challenge, I think, in making that content um, really inspiring and, and very engaging for young people, especially. But if you, but if yeah. you can keep fighting that, I think, I think there's, you'll get a lot more progress if you do start that way, mm. if that answers yeah. the yeah, for sure. No, that does. That does. That answers it really, really well. Uh, thank you so much for that. That was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, look, um, uh, you in, in your talks, uh, you you often speak about your own sort of journey and recovery, and, and you've you've already kind of given us. Um, uh, I suppose an important uh, look into your into your journey in this regard. Um, 
would there would there have been was Christopher West the the what you call the the turning point for you, or was there something else that you would say was a more sort of essential turning point in your recovery journey? If you feel mm. comfortable sharing that, um, when it when it comes to pornography, um, I think he was the one that kind of turned the lights on for me. But that was when I was about about sixteen. But it wasn't till when Jason Everett mm. came back to Sydney. When I was, I think I was, I was about eighteen or nineteen. Um, I went to a talk from him at 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 a, at a at, in Sydney at a, just at a parish. It was a packed out parish, but I remember him saying this line, you know, like kind of something to the effect of, you know, if you're looking at porn, it's like that. That's the best way to to shoot your future marriage. Like, it, it's it's going to destroy your future marriage. It's gonna it's gonna rob you of the marriage you really want. And I remember that night thinking, man, like I, I know the theory, like I know the theory to this stuff. Um, I've read all the books, I've listened to the CDs, but I just can't seem to make this stick. Like I'm still going back at that point at 19. It was, it was, it, it was on a, it. It was still like a daily habit mm. at, at 19. So, um, even like the the more like so you you kind of talked about you know like the the scourge mark or the scar uh, from pornography that God might be using. Um, mine mine's pretty big because I was it was it was, it wasn't that I didn't care. Mm. I just honestly could not like I like I was doing the right thing. I was going to confession, going to mass, and I was doing the prayers. I just couldn't couldn't seem to break free. But I think that night. Um, once Jason had finished speaking, I waited in a line to, to speak to him, and I said, "Look, mate," I said, "Like I said, I I was like I was like I was like I'm I was like I know the stuff you're talking about, but I just can't seem to live it." And I and I I remember saying something like, "You know, I don't I don't even know if love's real in, 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 in anymore because mm. I'm so hurt by all the porn that I've seen. I, I don't even know if I I really want to get married anymore." Um, but that talk really resurfaced that yearning that I did have for marriage and, 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 and mm. family. So normally whenever I'm giving a talk on, on pornography, I'll bring a photo of my family because they were the big motivator for me to try and get out of it. I was like, because I had the idea of this future family in mind that I so desperately did want, but I used to question whether I'd ever have that because of the problem, I, 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 the struggle I had. But his answer was simply, look, he was like, you've you you've got there's 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 two wolves in the heart of every person, right? One lusts, one loves, and he said, which one are you feeding more, right? And I remember I remember I was like, well, that's obvious at the moment, right? And he was like, well, he goes, you you got to starve. He said, like if, if if you want love to win, it's not enough to just starve the lust. You've got to feed the love wolf as well so he was like it's not just about you know trying not to look at porn um he was like you've got to really start start loving the people that you meet start respecting the, and i think at that point i'm i think i think i was working at, at at this this gym which is is not a great it's not a great great kind of purity culture right <laughs> at a at a at a, sure, at a gym sure. very much about how you look and the ego you know these, there's mirrors everywhere for a reason. Everyone wants to see how they look. 
Um, so that was a that culture wasn't great, but but it was really that concept of how do I really start looking at ways to feed the love that the, the way that I'm loving and starving the lust. Um, it can't just be a spiritual thing. I mean, it's do that, do that. That's really important. But when you're encountering people, it was things like seeing them as signs of God, um, going out of your way to, to love them, to serve them, to honor them. Every woman that I would encounter, especially it was, it was like that, that kind of real life practice of loving that was helping me slowly, very, very slowly start to cringe just that little bit more at the thought of looking at porn. Yeah. Mm. 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 I like that. You know, that, that there's a, there's a, uh, um, it's not just a matter of, of don't do this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's also a matter of, okay, what are you actively going to do to value something more than you presently value porn? Amen. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. And awesome. I think, I mean, I, I've, I've been, I've been really, really blessed to kind of work, work with people now mm. trying to help, help them break free from porn. Uh, and one thing, you know, I often ask people and this question always kind of shocks them when I ask it, but I always say, why do you look at porn when you look at porn? Like what, what, what kind of emotion are you experiencing mm-hmm. When, when you turn to porn, um, because porn isn't, I mean, please don't, don't, don't shoot me, right? Porn is not the problem. There's another problem that's existing that we turn to porn to, to mm-hmm. escape mm-hmm. from, yep. right? Yep. Porn is yep. a problem for other reasons. Yes, right? But, 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 the, but the point I like to try and highlight is that we're escaping another pain, there's, there's another reason why we turn to that. And so people often spend, and I did this, people spend a lot of time and effort and energy just trying to, as you said, Father, not look at porn, but we don't spend time in prayer or in real life practice trying to find out what is the root cause of what leads me there yep. and how do I invite the Lord in to heal that? Yeah. Yeah, because at the mm. end of the day, all those things come down to a lack of a need. Like there, there's something that we so desperately need that's missing and there's a void. And then we try and fill it with all of these things that are so unhealthy and so not helping us and just keeps right. making that void more and more bleak. So if we can, like you said, if we can find that root cause, then yeah, absolutely. Mm. And then, and then, as you also said, thanks to Jason Everett, feed it with good things. Yes, mm. yes. Mm. It's it's this kind of brings us to a point where we can just briefly perhaps look at a par- pornography as a pastoral mm. issue. As a pastoral issue, what would you like priests to know in in, in terms of giving advice in the context of the so confessional? Good. Yeah, this is actually yeah great question because <laughs> I've 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 actually had a a um I've I've had a handful of priests pull me aside and say like. What what do I say in confession? Because I because sometimes when I am giving talks, I will I'll, I will kind of point out a few things that I heard that are not helpful. That that which is kind of the standard advice that most priests will will give. Um, 
And I think the big one, and whenever I say this, like literally every man in the room just kind of nods his head, right? Um, it's the whole thing of, you know, um, when you're getting, getting tempted to look at porn, you know, just, 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 just go for a run, right? Um, and that's, <laughs> honestly, that, that's kind of the extent, right? I mean, yeah. I can't tell you how many, I mean, I, I should be a very fit, I should be much fitter than I am now uh, if, I, if I took that advice every time. Um, but I think what I started to notice was, and sorry, Stina, just to be to be blunt here, right? I don't, I don't, I don't know know any other way to kind of word these things. But I think I I started noticing. Okay, I was getting these temptations, and I was like, okay, I'll um, you know, I'll I'll, I'll go and lift some weights, or I'll go for a run, and I'd go and do those things. And when I would come back, the temptation was always still there. And in many cases, I would say after the exercise, it was actually much stronger. And so I, I was kind of like, I was like, this is not, this is not working at all, right? This kind of go for a run thing, this go and lift weights thing, that that does not work. Now, when I say that does not work, I, I, I probably I, I need to make an, 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 a, a distinction that's important. Um, I do believe that having having uh, having a healthy lifestyle. Of exercise, running, lifting weights, all those things, um, um, you know, eating well—that that is crucial to have as a healthy lifestyle for you. That will certainly overflow into helping you be more pure, right? Because what often happens is, if if you are if your daily routine is that you get home and you're lying on the lounge for hours and hours, you're inactive, you're bored, you're lazy. When you're not exercising, you're actually more tired, which people don't often realize. Exercise gives you energy, and it, it, it you know, when when you're when when you know, like when when you when when you're a little bit busier and you feel better, you're less likely to turn to that. However, to to exercise as a means of actually running away from the temptation, that in itself doesn't really work, mm. right? So I, yeah. I I always kind of encourage. I, I always like I, I, I kind of encourage um, you know well, what helped me, which is what I, I tend to help which is what the, the, the advice I tend to give or work through with people is the first thing most people don't understand is that is that our, our sexuality and our longings are not evil in themselves, right? And so having having that 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 uh, that, that that desire to look at pornography again hear me right because this these things can easily get taken the wrong way but that desire in and of itself is not an evil thing and i like to say to people what why are you going to the pornography in the first place what is it that you want from pornography now now sometimes you got to kind of help people to get to this point but Ultimately, people will say, I, "I want love, and I want, I, I want, I, I want, um, I want this, this, this. You know, I, I want to to ha- 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 have intimacy, bliss, uh, fulfillment, contentment, all those things, right?" And I say, "Okay, so what of those? What of those actual things that you've listed there are evil in themselves, right?" There's nothing evil about any of them. In fact, we could almost say 
all those things, okay, to be to be in to be in in the, this this uh, an an intimate, um, loving, you know, experience, bliss, um, you know, like contentment, fulfillment, lasting happiness, all those things. You've really just described heaven, <laughs> right? Which is really key because God has given us our sexuality to be a roadmap to heaven. If we follow every sexual yearning, it is a desire for to, to be to, to be in a a, a, a re, re sorry a re, re relationship that is intimate and is it's it, it's everything everything that we want, right? So God has given us this desire. God calls many of us to 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 to, to live out that that sexual um, that sexual life in marriage. But ultimately, whether you're a priest, a sister, or married, we're all we're all ultimately called to that that, that heavenly marriage with God, where every yearning and desire is fulfilled there, right? So I always explain to people, this desire that you have is not evil in and of itself, but where you're ordering that desire, how you're expressing that desire is what you said. What I think you said this, this, this before, Stina, when you aim your, 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 your yearning for infinity, right, to something finite, you're going to be left empty, bitter, angry, right, like miserable, frustrated, all the things that I was, right? Because I was, it's it's like I was eating a food that was never going to satisfy the hunger. I was drinking yep. uh, uh, this water that was never going to quench the thirst that I had. Yeah. So once I, I find, once I explain that to people and I say, look, like y- your sexuality is not the enemy and your these desires are not the enemy. In fact, they are trying to lead you to God. It's when we properly understand these desires, that's the key to 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 uh, to, to, to to your freedom. So once I kind of explain that to people, and I do this, I do like porn coaching with people mm-hmm. over like six weeks. Um, that's always kind of the first thing we cover, which really is very healing for people. So I encourage people. So so rather than going for a run. And again, this is very hard to do it at, certainly at the start when people first start doing this. But I would say for me, within three to four months of really trying to do this, I was experiencing a freedom from sex, from pornography like I never had before. And it was in the moment when the temptation would come, I I used to panic and I'd go for the run. Mm. I'd, I'd say, okay, I've got to mm. change my mind, do something else. I'd say, don't panic. Just don't panic. When the temptation comes, sit in it. Like sit in it calmly. Don't lose your peace, right? Because it's up to you. You can either say this is a temptation from Satan to, to lust or as I started saying it, God is reminding me of what my, 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 my he's reminding me of, 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 of what I'm really made for. He's reminding me I'm made for intimacy and to, to be in, in, in relationship with him I want love, right? Ecstasy, bliss, all those things that heaven is. He's reminding me this is what I want now. So if I go and express it in this way right now, I know I know what's going to come after. That's not what I really want. So 
you've, you you can either try the like the go for a run or the let's just run away from the temptation angle. Mm. But I was finding like amazing success in my own life when once I started saying, how different is this? This actually is not what I really want, right? Um, yeah. And so that that for me was a game changer. But w- what I was finding is I was like, okay, once I got now, now, I, now you 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 do kind of ideally not want to be fighting the battle there like too often, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you if, if you do get hit with a strong temptation, okay, do do whatever you can. You know, try and get in that zone. If the if if the temptation is 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 just persistent, okay. Um, you know, you you might have to do you you may have to do some crazy things, do anything to get to get out of that mindset. But um, I remember one priest said to me, "Look, he goes, you literally, he goes, if you get a temptation like that, just lay lay out in in you know like in the form of a crucifix and don't move until it goes right. Uh, you do do whatever, like do whatever you got to do. I mean, right, obviously." But I found that, you know, like, like that was a much healthier approach for me. Mm. Also, though, as I said, you 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 don't want to be fighting the battle there all you know all the time. So I started really trying to analyze. I call it we I in the coaching we we call it like the the what where when why study right. So mm. what is that? What is the temptation right? Where are you that you normally get tempted? Um, when do you normally get tempted? What time of the day? But most importantly is why, right? Because the why is what gets you to the point where you feel like I'm, I have to look at it now, right? So I noticed for me, and I think every person would, would, would if they're honest, they'll be able, they will be able to trace it back to a certain couple of feelings or different things that they might experience regularly. For a lot of people, it's um, I'm really anxious and I just need something to get out of the anxiety or I'm really bored, I'm really lonely. Or for me, I, I didn't really, I didn't realise this till, till many years after I looked at, was looking at porn. My, my, my actual main trigger for turning to pornography was actually getting down about the way that I speak. So if I had a moment where I couldn't say something I wanted to say and the person made fun of me, or if I just was, if I was getting frustrated that God hadn't healed me, for example, that, which of course, for me, that was like a, that was like a multiple times a day thing experience that I could easily, if, if my mind wasn't staying on really on top of it, right. If I wasn't fighting to stay in a state of joy, and in thanksgiving to God for all the good things I do have, that would that would send me down. And when I was down, then I would get to the place where I then have to remind myself, this is not what I really want. This is not how, how I want to express this, right? So I started then working really hard. For example, and I'll just use me me as 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 you know like as as you know like for, for the purpose of this, and and anybody can just put themselves in. So I noticed the way that I could combat that uh, in, uh, in, in, in the most powerful way possible was to praise God and thank God every day for the way that I speak. 
And that was keeping me in a state of saying, you know what, look, if it was up to me, I'd definitely have this differently, right? But my main goal now, even to this day, is do not lose my peace about the way I speak. If I start to get frustrated, then I I need to regather in prayer and just maybe I do have to have it out with God a little bit sometimes and I can express a bit of frustration, a bit of anger, but then I re- regain my peace in that this is what he's asked me to carry and that helps get me through. So for whatever it is, whatever it is that people are struggling with, I would then look at something. So how do we solve the root cause that is leading them there? And if people are honest, there's always something that is a standout feeling, thinking pattern, feeling pattern that tends to get them there. Can I add one one last thing? Sorry, was that sorry? Was that I I said before that I was like this is not what I really really want, right? Mm. So that's not what I really want. I don't want to look at porn. Now sometimes some people might be like, okay, well what you really want is God, so maybe you should just go and pray, right? And sometimes when you're praying in that state of temptation, it's actually not a really easy time mm. to pray. Your mind just keeps uh. going back to that temptation so what i found and of course i was going through this journey while 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 i was still living at home so i still had my mum and dad and my, my my five siblings there so there's plenty of people to love and serve right so what i noticed was i said okay what i really want is love right i really want is love now the best way to feel love is to give love yep. right so i when I was in that temptation, I'd say, okay, this is porn is not what I really want. It's not going to make me happy. What is going to make me happy is love. And love is about wanting the good for the other. God, I, I love you, but I need to go out and do something with this urge that I have. I'm, I'm God is is trying to remind me right now that I'm made, I'm made for love. So I've got to, I've got to go out there and love somebody. And so honestly, it could have been as simple as saying, to just kind of walking out from my bedroom and saying, mum, would you like a cup of tea? Yep. Make mum a cup of tea, sit down, spend 15 yep. minutes with mum. Now, what I've done there is so different to the common response, which most, sorry to say, father, most priests would try, try to get you to a place where you have squashed that desire. So just squash it right. and move on. As, as yep. long as you say no to that desire, it's going to keep coming back. The only way to get out of that state of temptation is to say yes to it. Not by saying yes and looking at pornography, but by saying yes to the reminder that I'm made for love and actually go and love somebody tangibly, physically, serve them. Right. Honestly, look, as I said, I'm I'm not perfect, but within three to four months of me thinking that way, the problem was, uh, there's there's no comparison. Mm-hmm. Right, anyway, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like- <laughs> no, look, look. I I think what you've said is absolute gold. And and, and I I think from from what I've heard, a summary of what you've said is that number one, when the enemy is tempting you with this thing, it's helpful to remember that he's on God's turf. God made the pleasures. Uh, you know, so he's already on a losing ground. 
uh, you know, he's already trying to take something that is good. So remember that it's good. And and the second thing is, uh, you know, don't um, uh, don't think that fighting in the moment is is where it uh, is where the battle is necessarily won. That the battle is won by, in a certain sense, being battle ready mm. uh, by by each and every day uh, working on on recovery by asking questions like why do I, why do I want to do this? What am I seeking out of this? How can I love and serve others? And I think your question of how do I get out of a temptation to actually uh, go into service uh, to ask, what am I trying to, to, to really get in the end and, 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 and to take that and be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to do this thing. That in and of yes. itself is a prayer. To actually yes. take that and to serve the the to, to serve someone that in and of itself has this prayerful yeah. dimension to. It. I think that's just that to oh, me I is, is absolutely fantastic. That yeah, that's exactly what Thank I was you. thinking. That prayer is not just done on your knees. <laughs> oh, Pray without okay. ceasing doesn't mean it's just being on your knees, hands together. Like right, right, right. You got to you got to live it out, Paul. and that yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly as you said, Padre. Love it. Okay, well, yeah. I yeah. I will make sure to say that the next time I get an opportunity. <laughs> that's great. That's really Beautiful. Good. Simon, we could keep talking to you for hours because I, I now have like 15 other questions I want to ask you, but I don't have time for it. So we're just going to have to have you back at some other point if that suits you I'd to be able to. to. That yeah, would be no, awesome. That was nice to see you both again. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, so we might add a couple of links yeah. to the description box, particularly of that coaching program that you mentioned as well. Uh, yes. You might add that. So yes, so that is something that people can join um, like any any time. So we awesome. used to schedule it to have launch dates, but now um, you can jump on on uh, there, there's a tab on on on, 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 on the fire up the website. Um, uh, there's there's a like a there's a porn coaching tab, and they can sign up for that when 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 whenever they like. Awesome, thank you. Um, so what we will do is that we will do our usual fun rapid fire questions that we ask at the end of every episode with oh, our yeah, guests right. um, before we say bye what to you today. <laughs> um, Padre, I might start if that's all right with you. Sure. First question for you, Simon, if you're ready. I'm ready. All right. I'm ready to First go. question: Tea or coffee? Coffee. <laughs> yes. Stop it. <laughs> I probably, I, I probably have too many a day. I think. Anyway. You don't need it though, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 this is actually um, a tea. I'm, I'm drinking hey, a tea now. All right. All right. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yep. I, yep. I don't drink coffee before I speak because it dries out my mouth and it's harder to speak. Mm. So I, I, yeah. I, I okay. tend to not okay. have coffee if I've got to talk that night okay. in the afternoon. But otherwise, I'm not speaking. That's, I'll have a fair coffee. Enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what is one random fact or tidbit that you still remember from school? Ooh. Sort of from learning in school. Jeez, doesn't say much about my school, is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. This is terrible. Um, it's, it's, it's okay. That, um, that 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 maths is hard. <laughs> that's what I learned. I learned that too. That was. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, maths is hard. Yeah, maths is hard. I I just did the basic yeah. standard maths, and that that was good enough for me. The workload yeah, yeah. for standard yeah. maths is twice yeah. as heavy as everybody else's workload, oh, though. So. <laughs> Um, okay, if you could have one song played every time you walked into a room or entered a stage for a talk, what song would it be? Oh, my gosh. Like an entrance song for Simon Carrington. Oh <laughs> um, I had a fun um, I had a fun wedding song. Like I had to yeah. walk in. I can't remember the name. Um even oh, the kind of genre, just, even if there isn't like a name, like the type of genre. I don't know, something, 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 something that gets the hands pumping. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. It, it, yeah, I, 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 I actually like like those those songs that have Spanish, the Spanish kind of hip hop stuff. Oh, That's yeah, always fun. Yeah, okay. I can't remember that. Anyway, I really had fun dancing <laughs> when I walked to that one. That, that'd be one that'd get me going. So. This one you'll 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 be able to 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 answer with immediacy. Um, what is one thing that you do which annoys your wife? Oh, that's yeah, that's it, an easy one. That is an easy one. Um, <laughs> I always forget. She, she only told me this this morning. Um, so uh, I I don't put the toilet seat down, uh, and I don't close the door to the toilet so that when the kids are crawling around, they can't get in there and accidentally. Put their hand in the toilet. So, so normally she gives me three things to to work on at a time. Things I've got to be focused on doing. And that was. And this morning she said, "You've been you've been doing really well with the toilet seat down and the closed door lately, but I've just noticed you've gotten a bit slack again." <laughs> Bless her for so keeping you accountable. Nice, nice, easy one. Easy one. Um, yeah. what about who is your holy crush or like heavenly crush and why? Uh, can it be male? Does yeah. it have to be a female? Male saint? Uh, who's your favorite oh, saint? It, Put it that way. It's, it's got to be St. John Paul II. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that's that's yeah. probably an easy one. I just think, yeah, like he's the only saint that I can read and feel loved by. Mm. I don't know. Wow! So I had when when I went on my honeymoon with Maddie, we went we we went to we went to Saint Peter's in Rome, and she she didn't tell me this, but for Saint I don't know if it's still there now, but back five five years ago, Saint John Paul II's tomb was in the back right hand corner of 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 Saint Peter's. Is still it still there? there? Okay, wow, awesome. Still and there. I walked in and she said, yeah. "She said I've, I've got a surprise for you." I don't know how she knew it was there, but when we walked in, the instant I just saw his tomb, um, I just cried my eyes out, and uh, I couldn't stop crying. I was, I was there for an hour, and um, we were on a we were on a tour around Europe, so we were on a bus tour for like a, a portion of our of our honeymoon. And everyone was like, everyone was like checking in, seeing if I was okay, you know, asking if I'd, I'd mm. made any big recently that I wish I didn't oh, no. make, like, like, like get married. And I was like, no, 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 but I'm happily married. I'm just saying this is really emotional. Um, I don't know what it is that that experience of just of that encounter with him 
is was just was just like the realest thing oh. I've ever felt. Um, and that Fantastic. it was that. I mean, that was only eight months after we when we started Fire Up. But I remember um, I felt very strongly uh, when I was on my knees in front of his tomb that he. I just he didn't say it to me, but you. I think we all know what what I'm talking about. Um, that he he chose me mm. to 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 spread the message, um, you know, in a mm. way that is simple. I'm very simple in the way that I teach, but just to, to make it simple and as accessible to the youth, especially as possible. And so since that day, um, I've just had a whole a whole new sense of purpose about about learning it and spreading it. But yeah, he without a doubt, it, it would be him. Love it. Favorite saint. Love it. Okay, and 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 finally, um, what's your favorite thing about your family? Oh man. Oh, they they all love me, even after I uh, even after I'm not patient or my weaknesses are are on show for everybody. Um, my wife is very, very merciful, very, very loving. Um, but my two boys as well, you can get frustrated with them because they've made a mess of their dinner or something. And literally like 10 seconds later, they'll come and give you a, a cuddle. And it's like, they, they just, they just like totally forget that you just got frustrated or whatever. Mm. It's, um, it's a, it's a very, it's just a very pure love. They, they're, they're so forgiving. My son, they're so forgiving. Mm. Um, and they, yeah, when I walk home and, and when Joseph runs to the back, the door, um, it just what, whatever happened in the day, it doesn't matter. Oh, that's yeah, beautiful. Really cool. That's beautiful. Yeah, that is beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Simon, to, for taking time out of your day to be here with us and to share your story and share your wisdom with us as well. Really, thank really you. blessed. No worries at all. Thank you. God bless you both. Thanks for thank having me on. Thank you. And thank you, everyone who's joined us this week, whether you've been listening through your earpiece or been watching on YouTube. Until next time, know of our love and prayers. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Living Fullness. We hope that in this episode there was something useful or helpful or something that blessed your life. If that is the case, would you please consider sharing this podcast with someone, perhaps who will bless their lives too. Please also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review so that others can find the podcast too. And join us over on our social media, Living Fullness on Instagram and Virtue Ministry on Facebook.